Okay, Sarah, Sarah, welcome to this week's episode of Time Added On. What another weekend. We see, we say it almost every weekend, but what another weekend of football for Forest. Forest have defeated Premier League opposition again for the second time in this year's FA Cup. Fifth round and a superb chance to progress. Tom, that was an enjoyable weekend. Yeah, I'm not used to all this positivity. I'm starting to get no, a little no, bit anxious you, about it. You've got a smile on your face. So. I won't say that. <laughs> Come on, give us some positivity. Did you enjoy it? I mean, it was a, it was a, a superb Sunday afternoon. Let's let's uh, let's be honest. It was uh, unreal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great performance. It was um, just the the occasion as well, I suppose. And um, yeah, it was um, as, as good as it, it gets at the moment. I mean, the last month has been a really good month, hasn't it? And it's a lot of positivity around the place. So um, yeah, no, no, great, great Sunday. As Sundays go. Sunday's going indeed. Yeah, Huddersfield in the next round. Midweek cup tie. I couldn't quite work that one out when I was trying to... Obviously, I watched the cup draw yesterday morning ahead of the match. Didn't really think or take it in too much and didn't really pay too much attention. You don't want to get ahead of yourselves. You don't want to like those idiot Arsenal fans did. But um, yeah, midweek next fixture. There's a bit of a fixture congestion coming up. But um, I mean, that is a... You know, again, you don't want to count your chickens too early. That is a... But, you know, this... If, if there was a, such a Nottingham Forest thing to happen, it'd be beating Arsenal, beating Leicester, and losing to Huddersfield. Would it be in the, in the next round? That is a very historical Forest uh, way of things working. But you've, I mean, that is a great draw, isn't it? In terms of looking to progress through the cup, you know, after two really difficult rounds, Huddersfield themselves will obviously present a test, and, and obviously they beat us not so long ago at home over Christmas, but. If you really want to kick on, I mean, that is a, a really good tie for Forest. Yeah, usually when I look at the, the cup draws, I'm kind of looking at, um, you know, potential good away days or, you know, teams that we've not played that often. Um, you know, you're kind of always shouting for the Liverpools. Um, me, selfishly, West Ham, given our, our Liverstones throw away from the stadium, Spurs. Um, but, you know, you get to a point now, obviously, where Forest are beaten. Arsenal and, and Leicester um, and yeah like you say not getting carried away at all obviously um, but given that they've they've beaten Arsenal and Leicester get an opportunity to get to the quarterfinals and um, and Huddersfield as you've said there is is not an easy game Forest have, have already kind of although actually Forest played very well in that game against yeah, Huddersfield at home yeah. um, you know obviously they lost so they know it's not going to be a walk in the park and um, in some respects could be tougher than the, the two games that they've played in the Cup already, which is a weird thing to say. But, um, yeah, it's an opportunity. No doubt about it. It's an opportunity. And um, although, obviously, Forest Focus is the league, 100% is the league. It always will be the league. Um, there is no harm in having a Cup run, especially the feeling around the club at the moment. A, a Cup run would just... Top, top that off and, and build some momentum and get it going. Obviously, hint, bad side to it is the kind of fixture congestion that you've touched on. But if you can, you know, avoid and get a bit lucky and avoid kind of injuries and stay, you know, keep the fitness levels up, then um, the momentum can can swing things massively in your favour. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, you, you know, we, we, we sometimes use that old adage of, uh, oh, it's, it's fine if we're losing the cup in, in recent years because you can concentrate on the league. I, I, yeah, I think it, the run, the cup run 
the feeling that the two results in the cup so far this season have generated around the club have just been. I mean, it's amazing. Everyone today's got a smile on the face. You again, we said it after the Arsenal game. You're going to work the next day, and people just want to talk to you about Forest and the results. It's the same again today. Well, national, it's, national media all over it. It's it's just a real good. The, the, I mean, we it's easy for us to 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 understand that feel good factor because I say going to the games week in week out and and you know having supported this club since a very early age you, you know that when Forest get on a run it, everyone's got a smile on their face everyone's happy but there's, there's there is I mean we we say there is something special building at the minute and um, and people who are watching that game Forest aren't winning games at the minute and, and the, the two cup games are not. Not fluking them. I mean, we smashed the Premier League opposition four-one yesterday, and, and people are starting to take notice of Forest, aren't they? Yeah, and I think going back to your, your first point, obviously about people not being bothered about a cup. Run, I think in, in you know when you when you first enter the competition, that's understandable. I think that's no disrespect to the competition because obviously it's still a competition that that people you know respect and, and want to do well in it as such. But you know, given kind of the football period pyramid in in the modern day, um, you know. That that's not the main focus um, for a lot of people. But given the fact that Forest have done what they've done against Arsenal and against Leicester, um, there's no doubt that it's probably higher up on the on the list than probably people thought. Not in terms of, of winning the FA Cup, obviously, but in terms of just how far can they go and can they take the performances that they've seen in the first two into the next one and who knows the one after that or whatever. And, and although Forest have had maybe a historic reputation of um, not being good on TV, they've shown against I, against ITV uh, on ITV and uh, on B, on the BBC um, that actually they, they've had a platform for for the players to impress and put on a bit of a show. And I, I say the players and the, and the club, but the fans as well. Actually, oh, I think the the amount of uh, praise, uh, if you like, or just acknowledgement of of the fan base. Um, given Forest have been away from the top division for a, for a long period of time now, um, that acknowledgement and people taking notice of that, I think, was on a on a grand scale. I think that that almost impressed people as much as as the performance. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I agree with that. We've been quick to point out when people have been talking to me about the atmosphere and the two games that they've seen. Because let's be honest, you know, a lot of the people. That we're talking to have seen Forest for the two cup games so far this season, and in, on both instances they've talked to me about the the atmosphere, the the, the crowd, the, the a the noise, but just the volume in numbers, you know, the attendance. And I, I was quick to point out today to two or three people that 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 that's no that's nothing different for Forest. Forest, you know, are week in week out getting up to the 27, 28,000, 29,000 in the city ground. The noise that they generate, you know. The, the 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 how special Mullican Tire is pre-match. It's we, we see this week in week out, and as people now take it on board, you know, there's a lot of well wishes today. Going, you know, we, it'd be great to see that type of atmosphere in, in a club like Forest back in the Premier League. And I think that's that's why these cup runs are so important because I talk, I think I use the word too much probably on this pod, but talk about mentality. And again, I think the results and the performance, the, well, the performance yesterday and the result. It's changing the mentality, and I think that there's, there's a historic thing at Forest. Obviously, you know the last twenty odd years haven't been that fruitful, and I think it's it's obviously you know on the pitch the results have been I think if I say mixed bag that's probably fair. Off the pitch, obviously as supporters we've had to endure a lot, 
And I think what this this type of uh, run is doing is it, it's it's changing the whole mentality of the club. You know, Steve Cooper's come in and done that. He's been a breath of fresh air. We've said it so many times. But as supporters now, you, you're actually going into games believing that Forest, and it's not a blind optimism, hoping that Forest are going to win. You actually genuinely believe in the side that that is taking the pitch in a Forest shirt at the minute. And I think that that's the most enjoyable thing. We're going to enjoy this. We're going to enjoy the moment. Of course, we have. You know, if Forest can can win in the next round and get to the quarter final of the cup, I mean that is absolutely amazing. But for me, I, you know, it, it's 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 what it can do to Forest just generally as a club. But how they can actually take this now and obviously take it into the league form and you know, hopefully is what is going to be an exciting end to the season. But it's um, it, it, it's certainly shaping up. I mean, it's an exciting time to be a Forest fan, isn't it? Without a doubt. Yeah, I think in in some respects it's relishing the big occasion. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. not trying to to sound tin pop because I know people go well, big occasion. What we're playing Leicester, whatever, and I, and I totally get that. But still, you know, it's on national television. It's an FA Cup round, Championship versus Premier League. You know, whatever people think of of the specific opposition and and mm. rivalry or not rivalry or or anything like that, it was still an occasion. Um, and Forest have done that, I would say, three times in in the space of a month. You know, with Arsenal, Derby, Leicester, um, th- this would be probably, I would say, at least two out of three they would bottle in, in previous times. And I would I would be be thinking to myself, nah, we just we're just not going to step up to the big occasion. Actually, when it got to this third one, I was almost quietly confident. About about beating a Leicester side that yeah maybe is struggling with with some injuries but they're still a decent team and the team they put out was probably their strongest or near near strongest team it's still quietly confident because they seem to be enjoying the the big occasion and that that only stands them in good stead um, if you know they can they can kick on in the league as well. Well, we opened it. I think it will, Tom, because because there's going to be challenges. That, I think every game between now and the end of the season is a big game, right? Blackburn, and we'll talk about their league games coming up as well, but Blackburn and Stoke are, are, are no smaller than Leicester was at the weekend. If anything, they're bigger. Ultimately, you know, the cup run's great. The bread and butter needs to be the league and, and, and focusing on the league and getting in, breaking into that top six and beyond, hopefully, and finishing the season strongly. Um, your point there about relishing the big occasion is going to be huge because between now and the end of the season, there are going to be some crunch, make or break games for Forest. And if they can hold that level of nerve and show the same calmness and but, but just enjoyment that they've, they've obviously they, you know, they relish in these big occasions, then it is going to stand them in good stead. And look, we opened the pod, obviously, Tommy Cheek, Kesar, Asara, but I mean, the, the goal and the hope would be that Forest end their season at Wembley in a playoff final. Um, and, and that's what they need to channel and that's what they need to take and learn from these experiences. And I'm sure... Steve Cooper will be doing that, and obviously he'll be channeling that 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 enjoyment, that enthusiasm into every single remaining game, and and um, working towards the overarching goal. But look, should we talk about the game itself? Obviously, we've given a bit of a segue there in terms of um, <coughs> this general thing around the club and the victory. But I mean, what a difference a week makes, Tom. In terms of, um, I think we're all feeling a little bit bit flat after Cardiff. Obviously, the performance wise was just a little bit of a blip. Um, from 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 Steve Cooper's team, um, 
it was just obviously not the result that anyone would have wanted. But we were all feeling just a little bit flat work because of the injuries. It was a day before the transfer window closed. We talked at length on the pod last week about Lewis Graben's injury and potentially Steve Cook with his calf. Um, fair to say the team and the squad this weekend was uh, had a few surprises in it and it, uh, quite pleasant surprises as well. Yeah, I think um, uh, there was the Cardiff game and there was, like you said, the transfer deadline day um, and, and accumulation of the two just because of maybe the rumours of, of certain players that maybe left Forrest a little bit frustrated, even though they had a good window um, overall. Um, but but seeing the team news uh, before this game was a positive surprise because my, as, as everyone thought, I think, well, apart from maybe Steve Cooper and his fitness staff, um, thought Joe Worrell was out for, for at least another month. Yeah, um, three or four weeks on top of what, we, what he's had, yeah. And we, we feared the worst for, for Cook as well. Um, which would have left Forrest looking a little bit more, uh, well, not as strong at the back, that's for sure. Um, with the introduction of, we thought maybe Panzo would have to come in or Mbiso, Figueredo, whoever it was. Um, but that that was real positive news. And, and that's another lift for the club, especially someone who's such a, a strong personality in the dressing room, as I'm sure Mr. Joe Worrell is, and, and Steve Cook. Um you know, that, that's a lift for, for the remainder of the season if they can stay fit as well. It was more than that. I mean, look, Joe, having Joe Worrell back, Steve Cook back, was obviously, you know, we, we, we hoped that Steve Cook's injury wouldn't be as bad as, as first feared. As you say, Joe Worrell, we thought he was going to be out for at least another couple of weeks. And and him alongside Lewis Graven, obviously captain and vice-captain, would have been a huge blow both on the pitch, but just from a presence in the dressing room. I know Joe Worrell's been been there in the background. Obviously, he travelled with the squad last week to Cardiff, but huge loss by having both of those not on the pitch. But it's also Joe Lolly coming back on the bench. It's having uh, Richard Larea, obviously, and, and the Jada back on the, the bench as well. All of a sudden, when you looked at, you know, perhaps when we went into the weekend with all the question marks around fitness-wise and whether a couple of the guys would be, uh, whether they'd be back from international duty or not, you wondered what type of squad and, and, and you didn't necessarily worry about the first team, but the bench and the options, etc. When you looked at that squad on paper before kickoff, you know, bear in mind, obviously, they can name more subs as well. Um, it, it looked a really strong lineup, and And obviously now just with, I mean, Lewis Gravin is a huge blow. Um, we know that and we'll, we'll talk about him in a, a little while, but obviously missing, missing grabs, but, after that, now there's only really Joe Mighton who's out injured, and, and Forrest at the minute have got and are blessed touch wood with a with a, a, a fairly full squad, and it, it does make a difference because you've gone from a week earlier being worried about sheer number of injuries and obviously needing to dip into the market to shore up to a week later, you seem to be well stocked in in in, in every area of the pitch, don't they? So I mean that was a really pleasing pleasing sign going into that one. Yeah, I think away from from the returning injuries or players who have been away on in, on the international break or whatever it might be, um, it was just I think a, a sign of the mentality as well going into it. There was talk for this game. What would you do? You've just lost the Cardiff. Um, the league is obviously the priority. Uh, do you go? Do you rest? Especially when we thought there were there were more injuries. Um, do you rest players? Rotate it. Make sure that you know wrap some of your key players in. In Cottonwall, um, and he, you know, Steve Cooper went for it. You know, it, he's got a tough run of games coming up. We've got Blackburn on Wednesday, Stoke on Saturday, 
Bournemouth the following Friday and the games come thick and fast in the league now right up until the end of the season and many other managers would have decided to rest rest it but I think Steve Cooper is well he certainly seems to seems to think so he's seems to know the importance of the big occasion I think and what it can do and galvanize a team when it goes right and I think he is confident that the big occasions will go right and so he decided so it the the win in this game with having your strongest team and showing them what they can do was was more important to him than resting. Yeah, and look, there, there was you know Cardiff. It was a disappointing performance. Forest just weren't Forest last last week. Quite simply, um, they just have didn't look like the the Forest that we've got to know under Steve Cooper. And there was probably an element in that time as well in terms of him wanting to give a number of those players a chance just to go out there and put a performance in in front of a big crowd and the cameras, as we've just talked about in the start. And I think getting a win here, they did it um, They did it against Arsenal, didn't they, after a couple of back-to-back defeats in the league over the Christmas period. Um, it was a great chance and a great opportunity for them to put that right and, and build confidence. And, I mean, boy, would it have done that. So I think it was just really good. I mean, I think there was only... I don't think there was ever really a doubt that, that um, I, I know what you're saying in terms of other managers in the past would have definitely rested players for this one. I don't think there was just the way Steve Cooper's mentality has been since day one in the football club. I don't think he was, there was never a chance that he was going to rest on his laurels here and, and, and rotate. I just think he, he goes to win every match, doesn't he? And um, Saturday, well, Sunday, sorry, was, was no different to that. And it was really pleasing. Let's talk about Joe Worrell just in a little bit more depth. I mean, He's made a stronger stuff, isn't he, Joe Worrell? I mean, it, he, Steve Cooper talked about him uh, pre-Cardiff, didn't he, in terms of wanting to, to go down there, travel with the squad. He, he wants to be involved, even if he can't be on the pitch, he wants to be involved behind the scenes. And actually, Steve Cooper said he's a bit of a nightmare because he, he's kicking every ball and he can't wait to get out there. And I mean, he talked. they talked after the game, didn't they, yesterday, that the reason he could play is that he, his ribs are still broken, in essence, but... He could he could wear a, a a cast that allowed him to play comfortably and do no other damage. I mean, the fact that he's gone to those lengths to 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 pull a forest shirt on yesterday and, and have such a huge role within the game, um, and the fact he he wants to get out there and play for Forest. I, I mean, it, it just speaks volume for the type of character he is, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's not built as strongly as I am, but, um, you know, yeah, I think he's, he's one of those players that will 100% um, always want to play, won't he, if there's the opportunity. I mean, certainly Steve Cooper has, has said as much and even when he can't play, he wants to be in and around the squad and, again, it, it goes back to him being such a big influence on the team in the dressing room. Um, he's He wants to be a leader, he is a leader um, and, He's a big part of that that back three. I think, you know, we've spoken about how Forrest are, are certainly stronger these days at the back with the likes of McKenna and Cook. But you can't deny that they are much stronger together as a three than, you know, two of them or or someone else in, in his shoes. It's those three together are, are the three um, at this moment in time um, that are performing exceptionally well. So, yeah, I mean, fair play to him for for coming back in as quickly as he did. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, he did. He certainly didn't play as if uh, as, as if that was a problem for him anyway. Unbelievable, wasn't it? We'll talk about a specific moment in a bit. That just I mean, it's got every Forest fan chuckling um, and just sums up the performance and, and what Forest are under Steve Cooper. We'll chat about that a little bit later on. And look, we've talked about the city ground was absolutely bouncing. 
it, it affected the game, didn't it? Right from the off, the game was played at such a high tempo. Both sides looking to counter, both sides pushing forward and looking for, for opportunities. Forrest, really good. I mean, as always, down the right-hand side with, with Spence and Johnson. Um, Leicester equally trying to find find room and hit Forrest on the break. Again, actually down that side through Harvey Barnes. Um, both sides had, had decent little openings. Lookman for Leicester. They actually started off quite quite well and um, they looked like they were going to be a bit of a handful all afternoon. Yeah, I thought in terms of, of, of how they started the game within the first 10, 10 minutes, 15, a push. 15, if we're generous. Yeah. If we're generous, yeah. Um, they looked lively and you thought actually, I thought they were going to actually, you know, find out how to unlock, for, unlock Forest, to be quite honest, because what they were doing was um, they could see that, that Jed Spence and Max Lowe liked to push on um, and, and they were trying, trying to exploit that. And I thought Harvey Barnes actually looked like a bit of a threat for them in terms of trying to exploit that space. Um, they didn't, you know, create too much as such, um, but they certainly looked as if they could smell where where they could cause Forest problems. Um, but that didn't last for that long, did it? So, um, but yeah, <laughs> no, it, quite, quite it, frankly, it didn't. Um, the writing was on the wall, really, in terms of Forest got well and truly into the game, didn't they? I mean, Keane and Davis, unbelievable techers to smash the bar. I, I mean, I thought that was going in, Tom. I mean, it, he it was it, it was outstanding the way he brought it down. I mean, he was brilliant all afternoon, wasn't he? Keane and Davis is such an integral part now of. Of Forest and look, we know we're going to miss Lewis Graben, but if if, if Keenan Davis can continue to have the impact that he's been having on Forest since he's signed, then then he's going to, he's got a big part to play. But he's really unlucky. I'd love to have seen that one gone in as well for him to have three and three. But uh, great strike. Well, yeah, all round. Since I think we've spoken about him every week since he's joined now, and the, and the reason is is because. As an all-round footballer, he's, he's showing what he's got to offer for Forest. I think we all will miss Lewis Grabman, and he's such an integral part of, um, you know, Forest Forest strength and attack and, and scoring goals. But Keenan Davies is certainly doing enough to prove that he's he's a worthy replacement as well in in some respects, and how he can pick the ball up from deep and run at players and beat a man. Um, hold off players. Um, he's got a good strike on him, as, as that proved. If anything, he hits it too well, uh, and it take kind of is off it, mate. Take, take a bit off take it, a bit off it. Scuff yeah. it a little bit. Scuff it a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, he he he's, he's doing really well since since he's been at Forest, and I would have loved for that to have gone in because it would have been a third game in a row he would have scored um, in a Forest shirt. Um, but he was a nuisance all day long. He was, you know, causing problems. He he did exactly. The same thing he did against Arsenal, to be fair. You know, we all know he, he can be a handful for defenders and uh, Leicester were incredibly weak at the back um, and he was an absolute nightmare. No, just uh, unbelievable. But Forrest didn't have to wait long, did they? Steve Cooper, again, tactically superb, uh, exploits the weakness, talks about his post-match, uh, post-match interview that and I think you know, everyone's aware that Leicester aren't great this season at defending set pieces, but specifically aiming to knock the ball into the back post for, for, for Keenan Davis to try and cause havoc. I mean, that's pretty much how the first goal came around, isn't it? Lovely free kick, whipped in. Keenan Davis knocked down Zinconagel in the right moment, the right time. Still, you know, had to poke it home, had to get it home. But, I mean, all round, great set piece goal from Forrest. Well worked. 1-0, and you'd say deserved in terms of, you know, 
the flow and the way the game was going at that time. I'm actually really pleased for Zinkanagel. Um, he's taken a bit of criticism specifically, uh, you know, for his performance uh, in the last couple of weeks. But I, I think again, I thought he was another one who was really, really good yesterday. I, I thought when he gets, when he's, when he's confident, when he's in full flow, I think Zinkanagel is a, a really, really top player for Forest. I think, yeah, he drifts in and out of games. I think, arguably, if he didn't, he probably wouldn't be playing in the Championship. He'd have got his crack with Watford in the Premier League. But really pleased for him. Great finish. Great goal all round, as I say, from a team point of view. And, uh, I mean, Forrest just went a bit loopy from that moment onwards, Tom, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, that goal specifically, the composure was was superb because, obviously, Jed Spence is up there on the right-hand side. And Championship players... They're in the championship for a reason, as you say, and um, it can be quite erratic and, you know, kind of just uh, making the wrong decisions when it comes to it in, in the moment. But he, he stops, he composes himself, he pulls it back for Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson is as cool as you like, throws it towards the, the back post. Keenan Davies is always going to win that battle. And like you say, Zinconagel's there and it doesn't matter, you know, in terms of, I think, people saying it came off his knee or what's not. He was there, spot on in the right place. Um, and he could get anything on it anyway. He was going in the back of the net, and like you say, happy for him. Probably him getting dropped uh, onto the bench uh, for a couple of weeks was was the right decision. Um, but since he's come back in, he he has been positive, and he, he was really good in this one. And yeah, like you say, Forrest then did uh, well. I think just the crowd they, they were in tandem with the crowd, as as Martin Keown said in the commentary box. He you know the crowd just spurred them on from there, and it all just went went ballistic. Oh, well, they've had a mayor old Leicester for the second one, haven't they? I mean, two goals in the space of 30-odd, 40 seconds. Um, I mean, absolutely comical, crazy, kamikaze. You, you, you put whatever uh, you put whatever you want in there, and but the pass back to the goalkeeper, he's just not looked as he at all, literally straight from kick-off. He just needs to punt it forward, get it clear, move, move Leicester up the pitch. And he... he, he He's playing with danger and he's playing with Brennan Johnson. And I mean, uh, Brennan Johnson does really well to instinctively read the game, sees the pass coming, intercepts the pass. But I mean, what a finish! I, I don't think that is—I don't think that has really got enough credit that it probably deserves in the last uh, in the last twenty-four hours. Unbelievable composure to, to take a couple of touches, set himself, wait for the keeper to commit, and he megs the keeper. Uh, his Welsh teammate as well. I mean, he would absolutely love that. But, I mean, sublime finish. Um, and, I mean, that the city ground was absolutely rocking at that point. And, uh, I mean, Forrest absolutely buzzing. But a schoolboy error from Leicester. I just wonder whether the Leicester team were all still watching the BBC replays that were playing of the first goal. Because uh, anyone who was watching on the BBC didn't see anything until right at the last minute. Um, with that goal, no one had a Scooby. What was happening? Um, but yeah, it's a great goal. The composure was was spot on. Forrest smelt an opportunity, and, and the good thing about that is sometimes you can score the goal and not necessarily sit back. Everyone goes one way or another, don't they? But not sit back, but you can be less, less, slightly less determined to get you know win the balls and chasing after the balls and. Um, they didn't. They were they were straight back they were straight back on it. They could smell blood. They knew they were there for the taking. Straight away, bish bash bosh, <laughs> through the legs. See you later. Um and yeah, like I said, that again, the big occasion, the crowds was was all you know, all over the shop. There were people doing 
kamikaze yeah, they were all over the place um, in the in the stands so yeah it was brilliant it was brilliant to see and um yeah lovely finish composure again an absolute dreamland not long after that for third goal three nil up uh again wonderful header uh, from the set piece from joe warrell had to get his head on it uh it almost went in slow motion from the header in looping into the goal but absolutely brilliant forest through and through i think he enjoyed his celebration uh quite a bit there in front of the leicester fans the leicester fans didn't enjoy the celebration and we'll talk about that in a minute but i mean for forest to be three nil up against premier league opposition um and not bad premier league opposition at that we'll give him a little bit of credit um we're beyond our probably expectation wildest expectations at that point but just you know forest have been threatening haven't they let's talk about i mean forest from set pieces they've got some big lads in there caused some problems warrell cook mckenna um all always causing trouble in around that 18 yard box you think forest forest should probably score more goals from set pieces than they um they probably do. Um, but, I mean, really good header from Warrell to get on the end of it, to throw himself at it. And, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the 3-0 like Wowzers, but to be quite honest, it was, it was very much deserved. I mean, before I think it was before this anyway. The whole game is, in my mind, just all over the shop now. But, but uh, Forrest missed a decent opportunity from a corner before that as well, where I think Yates... Yeah, 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 fifty beard. Um, you know that one was was another good opportunity. I mean, if Forrest wanted practice, training ground practice of, of set pieces and corners in in an actual real time match, this was the perfect <laughs> opportunity because they just did not know how to deal with with any of it. I mean, I think our people were, you know, everyone's a sato and you know analysis these days, but. Um, saying that they've gone from zonal to man-marking, what's not. I don't think it matters zonal or man-marking with them, and they're all over the place. And the, let's take away from just Leicester being poor at defending them. The balls being whipped in from Ghana were, were very good. And like you say, the, the Forest should have the players in there to, to be a nuisance, and they did. They caused problems. And, um, yeah, Worrell, I think, rightly deserved it um, for coming back so quickly, but he, he rightly enjoyed it. Um and probably, you know, coming back in as quickly as he did, I think he was probably desperate to play in this game. Um, and it was a lovely adder. And uh, Forrest freeing it up. And, um, yeah, like I said, it was it was very much, it wasn't, you know, everyone saying FA Cup magic. It wasn't magic. It was it was just spot on by Forrest. Everything they did tactically was spot on. I'm, I'm hesitant to bring this in during the the, 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 the chat we're going to have about the game, but obviously the 3-0, the, the, the third goal and the goal celebrations that obviously followed afterwards. Obviously, Leicester fans behind that goal wouldn't have been enjoying their afternoon. They wouldn't have been enjoying what they were seeing. Obviously, it's their, their kind of their big their big day out. Um, but obviously, one particular Leicester fan took, took offence to that and obviously went after the Forest boys. Um, after that, in that goal uh, celebration, obviously, to look like well, he did look like he took a swing at, at Keenan Davis and uh, and obviously connected. And then, the, obviously, the Forest players scrambling, the stewards take him away. And but I mean, just purely idiot, idiotic, Tom, wasn't it? Um, I mean, there's absolutely no need for that on a, on a football pitch at a football ground. We see it too often sometimes at, at the minute, and um. I've just seen like this evening on, on the news, he, he's a 19-year-old bloke who's obviously now going to have to go to court and probably do a bit of time. And obviously, he's not going to get a chance to, to go to a football match 
if ever again, if not for a long, long, long time. Um, it was just really disappointing, wasn't it? Because, you know, I know from a Leicester point of view, it was hugely disappointed. I get that. But actually, as a spectacle, as a game of football, um, it, and the atmosphere was, was absolutely brilliant. It just, it spoiled it, didn't it? And uh, it, it definitely spoiled it in that moment. It was, luckily, no one was, well, really hurt. I know Keenan caught one um, around his ear hole. But, I mean, it could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, he won't be too upset about not going to see Leicester again, I'm sure, for the rest of the season, if they play play like that for the rest of the season. But but in all seriousness, obviously, it is not not what you want to see. And that's not anyone um, just gunning for Leicester, because although there were other unsavoury scenes within the mm. city in Nottingham uh, before the match, um, we all know that Forest have, have, have had problems in the past with, with small very small minorities of, of fans and, and it, it, you know, every club has them. Um, but obviously not what we want to see. I think Keenan Davies, if, um, you know, if, if it was a boxing match, he, he definitely would have won. But um, it's not what you want to see. It shouldn't be happening uh, regardless of the occasion or, or what it was or what was happening. Um, if anything, all, all it's done is what was an embarrassing football performance has now become... A wider embarrassment. You can kind of take it um, on the chin with the football, but then when it starts becoming outside of football, it's uh, it's not a good look at That's all. Great little pun there you've used there on the chin. But I mean, I was just looking. I was looking at the uh, at the pictures and the video footage of uh, Scotty McKenna just prying the background like a bouncer, waiting to be needed. As he as he was required, he comes in, breaks it up, and gets rid of. Him. I let Scotty McKenna loose on the guy, mate. I don't think he'd have made it to uh, to court, would he? But uh, no, it's not. It's not big, it's not clever, it shouldn't happen on a football pitch and, and it just really marred what was a, a, a brilliant first half uh, spectacle, if you like. But moving on to the actual game itself, I mean, it, Forrest didn't allow, allow anything to, to stop them. If anything, they, only looked, they were unlucky, weren't they, not to make it four. Spence had a great chance as, as he kind of burst in uh, and got to the end of a little one-two and, and keeper makes a save of his legs and... At that time, you, you feel like Forrest are going to go on and get a fourth in the first half, which would have been really would have been the the icing on the cake. Well, Forrest have obviously let him in, haven't they? Samba with the error. I mean, he's come a bit of rush of blood to the head, I suppose. Comes steaming out, doesn't doesn't get there, and I mean, in that show, it's a, it's a great finish to be fair from a tight angle. But but we've given Leicester a chance and a bit of a lifeline there at three one going in at half time. Um, you know, it just it just took took the edge off slightly in that first half, and going in, you you, you feared you, you knew it was going to be a big second half coming for Forest, and actually, you know, from from absolutely cruising and blowing Leicester apart to open the door slightly, you you did you did worry it was going to be a big second half, and Leicester had a sniff. Yeah, it was frustrating. It was frustrating because I don't think Forest uh, had any concerns before that, to be honest, and um, you then. You've changing you're changing the game from from just a moment of of madness, like you say. It was um, obviously he's made a decision. Once you've made that decision, you've got to stick stick with it because it probably would have been even worse if he'd gone halfway and then tried to rush back. I mean, it is a good finish still. Do not get me wrong, um, but the finish comes from the fact that it's a wide open net. So um, yeah, disappointing. And obviously, going into half time, you're thinking, you know. Even though there is positivity around the club and Forest have been a lot better under Steve Cooper, it has been very good. You are thinking, even at three-one up, I know it sounds bad. You are thinking 
And even though Forrest had dominated the, pretty much most of the first half, um, you are going into half time thinking we've opened the door and and they'll smell an opportunity. And um, you just didn't want to see a Forest collapse in that second half, did you? That that's well, that was mate, the thinking. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I was on edge until the 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 board went up for stoppage time in the second half. I, we, we are mentally scarred. We said that at the start in terms of the, the on and off the pitch, obviously the mentality changing. We're mentally scarred as Forest fans. I mean, we don't, we don't have to look that far into the past to see Forest uh, collapses, do we? So, yeah, I don't think you ever feel comfortable as a Forest fan. I think 3-1 at half-time, you, you, you feared the... We didn't fear the worst. That's, that's, that's very melodramatic and a bit OTT. But you just you wanted Forest to come out and, and really show their their metal and, and, and just apply themselves in the right way and could basically just continue what they were doing and not sit back and, and, and wait for and invite pressure on. I have to say, we didn't really have to worry that much, did we? I thought Forest were absolutely brilliant second half. I thought they kept Leicester at arm's length. Leicester had a lot of the ball. Leicester obviously came at Forest, obviously tried to get themselves back in the game, as you would expect, especially given the Premier League quality that they have. But um, I think Forest, Forest stood up and were counted, I thought, all the way across the pitch. First half, obviously, we've talked about, but second half, they were, they were brilliant. They battled. They never gave an inch. And they didn't... But well, the best thing is they didn't retreat back to them, didn't they? They didn't, they didn't just drop and drop and drop. They kept on going. They kept on playing positive, playing forward. And they, they carried on playing in the same way that it got them into that position of being 3-1 up initially. And I mean, it's game over after 60 minutes, wasn't it? Spence, Spence with the great, great run, great 1-2, lovely finish again. Uh, really deserves that goal. I think, he, I mean, look, we don't need to talk about Jed Spence. almost don't want to talk about Jed Spence. Because uh, the more we talk about him, the more people. Obviously, I don't think I think everyone knows who Jed Spence is now. Um, but he, he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was a toss-up between man of the match. I think Johnson quite rightly got man of the match, but Jed Spence wasn't too far behind him. And on that right-hand side, the pair of them are, are an absolute joy to watch. And um, really pleased he got his goal. Uh, you know, I think there's a few more in in this season, isn't there? Especially if he continues to play, as they and that understanding that they've started to build well, that they've built up down that right hand side. It was Jed Spence. I thought we had Lee Peltier right back from Middlesbrough. Is that not what happened? <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought that's a, yeah. yeah. I think that's what, what they thought they were doing. Um, yeah, I mean, he deserved it. I mean, I think Steve Cooper said didn't he, in a previous interview that he was wanting more more return from Jed Spence in terms of assists. Probably, I think he specifically mentioned assists, but I'm sure goals also on the radar if you get into a good space. Um, and you just felt like that next goal was so, so important. And what I will say is, before talking about the goal specifically, was um, it kind of reminded me of the Arsenal second half in um, you know the way that Forrest, Forrest knew. You probably go into it and you're probably thinking they're going to come out stronger than, than they did in the first. And Forrest just managed it so, so well. The professional nature of, of the way that Forrest played it. And I just want to say all four goals, again, goes back to everyone saying FA Cup magic this, uh, FA Cup magic that. But but all four goals were quality goals. You know, the way that Forrest played throughout that whole game, yeah, the second one was nicking it, but still quality to sniff that out and get it and the finish was still brilliant. All four goals were good quality, high quality goals. That's the good thing about it. We're not talking about a 4-1 where Forrest have fluked you know, we're not talking about a, an Eric Lehigh kind of volley that no one expected. We're talking four quality goals that we know that those players can produce. And the Jed Spence one is is just one of real quality because it's the one-two. Um, and the finish is as cool as you like. And 
almost what I like about it more than the finish is that you still you had two other Forest players lining up to finish it if Jed Spence didn't feel confident enough. I mean, Jed Spence has the confidence, so no need to worry about that. But there was two other players lining up, one of them being Keenan Davies, who was shouting for it. I'm sure would have loved to, to have got a third goal in, his, in a third game as well. But, you know, Jed Spence finishes it and, and that then you do feel confident. You know, and and you know the scenes again. Forest deserved it. Four one didn't flatter Forest at that no. point or at any point in the match. To be quite honest, four one. You know, it's very unlike me to be this positive about. No, that's to say, you're, I can I can hear it in your voice though. But it it was it was that good, wasn't it? It really was that good. And again, I I, I can't agree with you. I, I I hate agree with you this much, but I can't <laughs> agree with you more in terms of the the nature of the goal. They've not they've not got one off their arse or, you know, they've not scored a dodgy goal that was offside or anything like that. They've, they've scored four, well, three really good goals. And like you said, the the, the, the second goal was just just being alert and being on it. And that, I think that just typified Forest performance yesterday. They were just, they were all over. I'm almost, I'm almost coming out of it. Obviously, I'm joking. I'm almost coming out of it fuming like I was after Barnsley that we've not won by more. You know, I'm joking. Obviously, I'm happy with a 4-1. But, you know... They could have got more. They could have got more, you know? And that sounds ridiculous, I know, but but they could have. They could oh. have done, though, because they were, I genuinely think, not not to the point of the Barnsley game, because I think, we're, we're, I think everyone was a little bit, I mean, mad. We won 3-0. <laughs> everyone was a bit, bit peeved after that one in terms of how Forrest kind of played within themselves. But there was definitely a spell after Forrest had, had got to 4-1 yesterday. They're allowed to do this, by the way, 4-1 at home to a Premier League side. But they were definitely playing within themselves, and you and, and I, you could see glimpses of that Barnsley game where they were, um, you know, they, they were playing within themselves, but but also were, were getting slightly complacent at times. And I think if you know, Forest couldn't have kept that pace and that that momentum up for the full ninety minutes, they just they just couldn't. Um, well, no, I think were, I mean, I mean, they yeah. managed it very well afterwards. That 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 is what you would say. They managed after the fourth, you know, and you've also got to think being kind of this isn't you don't want to take the piss too much and and, and, <laughs> and like you know not I'm not being arsed to Leicester but it almost got to a point where Forest felt like they could manage the game out and and you know their focus is on on Blackburn you know yeah. and, and the rest of the league yeah. games coming up in the week and that, that obviously you always you know get as many goals as you can and rip teams apart but it got to a point where you knew that Forest could manage the game and, and if they got another opportunity they got another opportunity you know but they they were very professional it reminded me of the end of, of the Arsenal game where although as a Forest fan I, I was you know still nervous somehow at 4-1 um, you also did not feel at all threatened uh, you know you just knew that they were going to manage it and it, it just didn't matter yeah, no. Look, that it, it, it's great that they could see the, the game out in that way, and that they they were allowed to to, to show the game management. And uh, I'm almost I'm going to say I, I use the term play within themselves, uh, you know, in a positive manner in this performance because to yeah to your point, the midfield kept the ball well. There was a period where Sam Surrey's came on and um, and looked to, to go on the counter and, and obviously move the ball to the corner and and actually you know. From, from probably 20 yards out, played it back towards the halfway line that then went back to the keeper and across to the centre. They were they were confident in the way that they were able to keep the ball and stroke the ball about. Um, it, it's great to see. And as I say, game management has been something that Forrest have been, uh, barred the Barnsley game. Uh, it's something that obviously we've talked a lot about. Even the end of the Derby game, 
Um, I thought the game management in that six minutes of stoppage time there was absolutely superb. And that's what that good mixture of the youth and experience has allowed Forrest and Steve Cooper to have, isn't it? You can't have a team of, 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 of you know, you need some of those stronger heads. And, you know, we talk about your Worrell and your McKennas. They're only in their kind of early, mid, mid-20s, mid but they're experienced players now at this level. And um, alongside your Cooks, obviously Colback came on the pitch yesterday as well. Um, they, they add that in abundance. So, yeah, I mean, look, absolutely brilliant. You say Forrest had no danger. I mean, look, Samba's had to make a really good save down to his right, but, I mean, even still, that would have made very little difference to the scoreline. Joe Worrell, obviously, in the last minute, uh, deciding that he couldn't quite get the tackle in with his feet, so he goes head first and uh, knocks the ball against the, the attacker's foot out for a goal kick. I mean, that was a brilliant one. We've seen that so much today on uh, on socials, but... You know, we, we joke, it, 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 I think it typifies what Joe Worrell's about as a player. I think it typifies what Forrest and Steve Cooper are about, aren't they? Uh, I mean, strength, determination, they've shown it from, from start to finish all over the pitch there. Um, best performance under Steve Cooper? It, it, it's got to be up there in the. It's got to be up there, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most complete performances. Yeah, I think so. There's so many. Uh, you know, there's a few you can pick from for, for various different reasons. Um, I think this is probably one of the most complete. And, you know, we've been saying for you specifically, actually, we've been saying for weeks um, that, that at some point someone's going to get a, a Tonkin. Now, if you said to me it was going to be Leicester City, um, I would have gone maybe rethink that. Um, but someone, someone was going to go at the end of a of, of a good performance. It was a very good, complete performance. And almost what I liked about it the most was you could take off Brennan Johnson and you can take off Keenan Davies and bring on the subs that Forrest brought on, um, and they still looked as strong. You know, they still, or you know, were still able to manage the game to to a very high level with with Kaffee on and with Silver on. Um, there was uh, Colback came on and was as good as he, you know. Sometimes you can bench player and they're not as good when they come on, or you know maybe aren't as in it as, as if they were to start. He was as good as as he is as he has been un, under Steve Cooper. Yeah, it's, it was a top performance. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Confidence is definitely growing. And look, they were rock solid at the back. The, 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 they were everything they had to deal with. They dealt with. We talked about the the three centre-halves and how good they are and how formidable they can be for Forrest for the remainder of the season. Spence and Johnson are going to steal their headlines and, and quite rightly so. Just just unbelievable, the pair of them. I think yesterday just goes to show, we talked, didn't we, about Brennan Johnson last week and the, the, the ambition that Forrest have shown in terms of keeping in this January window. I mean, again, just another phenomenal performance from him. And, and I mean, it, it, the pair of them have... have, have have completely ripped Leicester to shreds down that down that right hand side, and um, the pair of them just go from strength to strength. And uh, you know, you can't argue with 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 Brennan Johnson. You know, I mean, he is one of the best, if not the best player, or he's definitely one of the best the best players in the championship this season. Um, he, he's going to go on and do great things, and obviously, both of their stature, if you like, and and um, the amount of people watching them. Is obviously going to increase, and and but but absolutely brilliant. Where well, we've talked about Davis as well, um, continuing his great form. Just, you could go on, couldn't you? Uh, one thing I would say actually, the midfield too. Uh, I thought Garner and Yates were absolutely brilliant. Garner just goes from uh, 
Garner just just continues to improve. I mean, he's in a real purple patch now, isn't he? Form wise, I thought he was brilliant. You talked about his set piece delivery, Tom, earlier on in the pod. Just absolutely brilliant. And, and Yatesy, look, we we look we, we love well, we, we talk about Yatesy a lot in terms of we scored in fifty p, didn't we? Earlier in the pod, obviously tongue in cheek, but they just I thought he was brilliant again yesterday. He gets up and down the pitch, gets in gets in people's faces, but. Technically, you know, he's passing. I, I thought again, just another really, really strong performance from from Yates, but from the pair of them, and um, they're going to need that because there's a battle on in that midfield now. Obviously, Jack Colback will not want to be sitting on the bench for for too long, and um, that means that the pair of the, the the two guys that have got the starting shirts there are going to have to keep that level up because uh, he'll be coming after that, along with Cafu, as you said, Cafu, who who comes on as well, offers something slightly different, and, and another player who will be wanting to play more football during the second half of the season. But, um, yeah, it's pleasing because the midfield has always been a bit of a concern uh, or it has been a concern in the past, maybe not this season. Yeah, I think we said after the Cardiff game that that although the, the midfield had been so much better under Steve Cooper that actually it was probably a midfield that let Forrest down in, in some respects. It, it was the ball being given away cheaply against Cardiff and um, they lost the battle on that day. But they had to win the battle in this one. You know, you're talking about the players around them uh, in Madison and, and Tillmans and um, and Didi, um, they won. Won by a country mile. You know, they, they won that battle. Um, and as much as uh, Brennan Johnson and, and Jed Spence are the, you know, the obvious choices for man of the match, I would give it to James Garner. Um, I just thought every single decision, every single decision he made was the right decision. Um, he dictated the the pace of the game. Um, and I just thought the the quality and and you know I'm not I haven't mentioned Yates but I thought he was very very good you know in in terms of of dictating that as well and getting on everything and battling and, and doing what he does and um, yeah I thought I thought the two of them were brilliant I thought every player on the pitch was very very good and you know even Samba made that that kind of mistake in the first half he made up for it with with other things that he did throughout the game so I thought every every single player deserves a, a huge huge pat on the back. Brilliant. Onwards and upwards. Uh, onwards and upwards. Should we talk about the games coming up? We've got a big forest, obviously, you can, can enjoy that. Uh, enjoy the win last night. I'm sure Steve Cooper would have had him in today to, to think about the league action. There's, there's not much time to, to rest on their laurels. We've got a nice trip to Ewood Park, a nice trip to Blackburn on a Wednesday night, Tom. Um, it's going to, be, going to be a good couple of tests. Obviously, Blackburn away on, on Wednesday night, followed by Stoke at home on Saturday. Both big, strong sides. Going to be strong tests for Forest back in, in league form, aren't they? Um, Blackburn first up then, currently second in the league. Um, they've taken everyone by surprise on this season, haven't they? They've had a, a wonderful season. Tony Mowbray's really, really turned the screw because even at the start of the season, there was quite a few Blackburn fans who uh, were questioning progress under him and whether he was the right man to continue to take Blackburn forward. Um, I, I think they've, they've, they've been absolutely phenomenal. They had a tough defeat at the weekend, lost away at Swansea. I think Swansea were down to 10 men for almost half of that match. Um, and just the two wins in the last five. So they've hit, hit a bit of a, a rocky spell. Um, but obviously their star man, their Chilean centre forward, old Ben Brereton Diaz. Uh, I think he's been to Chile a couple of times in Ollie Bobs. And that's how he qualifies. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, he himself is having a... I mean, a, a, an unbelievably good 18 months. Uh, who who saw that one coming? Probably not even him. Um, tough, tough test this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But, you know, Forrest now have to aspire to perform 
you know, as as they have done in in the last game. And um, if they do, they don't need to be concerned about about anyone. But obviously, they're now in a run of games which will be so so important. I mean, every game now until the end of the season, so so important, isn't it? But you know, the the three three games coming up in in Blackburn, Stoke, Bournemouth is, is your next three are kind of almost feel very kind of depending on the the points return will dictate where where we think Forest can get to as such. But this next one specific, specifically, yeah, I think Blackburn, yeah, they have hit a little bit of a rocky patch, if you like. Um, but it's going to be difficult going away there, that's for sure. Um, they were good. I mean, what would say is I watched that second half against Swansea at the, at the weekend and, and they, they did everything right other than put the ball in the goal. But they had some, I mean, they had two glorious opportunities in the last five, ten minutes. It just fell to the centre half. On another day, you know, they'll get easy get a point out of that if not go on and get free. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest that their performance was bad at the weekend, despite uh, despite despite losing at Swansea. But um, they would have been obviously massively disappointed in that. So Forest will come into it in a slightly different frame of mind to what Blackburn are going into it. Um, but that being said, yeah, still a tough one. I mean, what are you going for a prediction, Tom? This one. I'm going to go one-one. I'm going to go one-one. I think. Um... You know, obviously there's so much positivity now around the place and um, I think um, it will be a difficult game. I think Blackburn will be, they had 17 shots against Swansea. Yeah, they lost 1-0, but so they had 17 shots, Swansea had four. I think it will be a tough, tough test. Um, and so soon after the emotions of, of Sunday, um, but I'm going to go 1-1, avoid defeat. Uh, I know that won't be the thinking, they'll be going for the win. I want them to go for the win. Uh, but avoiding defeat, I think, would still be a, a decent result in this one. 2-1 Forest. 2-1 Forest. I fancy Forest. I think if, if, that, if they can get a win at Ewood Park, that really would send out a, uh, a message as to where Forest are at and where they're aiming for this season. Um, I, I don't actually think Blackburn will be challenging towards the top two at the end of the season, but we've said that about a number of teams in the past in terms of them, them falling away. I think there are probably... Um, Stronger squads and teams out there, um, and, I, and I think they'll. But I think they'll be good for a playoff spot, Blackburn. But I think it'd be a good marker this one. So if you can go there against a a playoff contender or a promotion contender, um, Blackburn, as I say, currently still sat second in the league. So it will be a good barometer of where Forest are at. But I just think Forest going there full of confidence. They won't fear Blackburn. They'll obviously know their their strengths. They'll know their weaknesses, and I think Forest can go there, be positive, and, and build on the weekend. I'm going for a for a two one. Um, Forest end obviously followed. That, obviously, we said Stoke at home Saturday. Stoke are a weird team. Currently 14th, only four points behind us. Game in hand. Um, they beat Wigan in the cup at the weekend. They've only had a couple of wins in the last ten games, and I think that was it. Stoke were definitely challenging towards the top of the table, and it was just fallen away somewhat. Slightly, they've, they've got some good danger men in there, though. Obviously, all a name that we were uh, familiar with and that we were linked with in the summer in, in Josh Mazier. Obviously, they've got Nick Powell, they've got the, the Welsh Perlow and Joe Allen in there as well. Um, they've got some really talented players, but again, just a re I suppose, a, a bit of a, a, a weird season for Stoke. And uh, it, it's, it's difficult to see. I mean, look, if a couple of wins if they follow up with a couple of wins and get a bit of a run. They can get themselves right back in contention. So let's not underestimate Stoke. This will be a, another tricky side against a, they're a physical side, Stoke, aren't they? As well. I mean, you went to the Britannia, didn't you, at uh, the start of the season? And what was a really dour 
and, and downbeat afternoon for Forest. Let's hope for a, a, a much more positive Saturday afternoon. But um, I mean, I'd see this one playing out against Stoke. Yeah, I'm going back to bloody Stoke. I'll tell you that for free. Um, yeah, I mean the last few games that they've that they've been involved in, Huddersfield, Coventry, Fulham, uh, got a draw away at Huddersfield, lost to Coventry and Fulham. Um, yeah, they're not in in the best run of form. I think they're they're near near the bottom end of the of the form table, but they have got some good players, Dimaggio, Wright, Phillips, B1, um, one of the youngsters that's coming through, um, who who looks a real handful, Tyrese Campbell. Um, you know they've got some some really talented players. I think this though for me is is one where Forest can um, can really put up put on a performance. Um, and I really hope they do uh, back at home as well after after Sunday. Um, and if you can you know avoid defeat in midweek, even get a win as, as you're you're predicting. I think uh, who knows that could that could really send some some messages out. And I think um, you know. How how good will the league table look after that week? If if that is the way that it plays out, for me, I, I, I'm slightly confident going into this one. Maybe too confident. Um, yeah, I'm I'm predicting a, a win in this one. Uh, I'm going to go two nil Forest. Three nil Forest. Let's. Go, I'm going to raise everything you said. I'm going to go one up. I'm going to go three nil. I did. I Jamie had three nil in my head uh, before you said two nil. But yeah, look, I agree. Look, hopefully, I'm right. Two wins in the in this week would, uh, as I said. Previously, this would send a real statement out to the league, and um, yeah, hopefully, can Forest can, can follow up a really positive performance against Leicester. So, look, let's end it there. Plenty, there's going to be plenty. We've just we've spent a lot of time talking about that Leicester game, but we enjoyed that one. There's going to be plenty of football to talk about, obviously, in next week's pod. Um, as always, you can email us at timeaddedonpod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at Sam Added on Pod, or give our slight site slash blog a read, timeaddedonpod.wixsite.com forward slash home. Let's hope for another big week for Forrest. You're it.